This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. On this week of Bucket Talk, we have Eli Vassbinder. Eli Vassbinder is a professional bull rider. Welcome, Eli. Thanks for having me. Good to be here with you. Um, yeah, I've known you for a year or so through Brought, and, yeah. and glad to be a part of this. Hell yeah. So uh, give us a little background. I mean, obviously, um, you're an athlete at the highest level, but um, there's a lot to unpack early on and what you do in your day-to-day life. So uh, run us through, run us through uh, you know, how you came across riding bulls, what you do on a daily basis, and, and go from there. Yeah, uh, I'm 30, about to be 32 years old now. Uh, I'm living in Statesville, North Carolina. But uh, I was born and raised in um, kind of central western uh, Ohio, um, where I grew up in a rodeo family. I had some cousins and an uncle and grandparents that, you know, rodeoed and rode bulls. And um, so, you know, I just kind of grew up in it. Uh, didn't really know anything else. You know, most kids at that age were going to soccer games or football games on the weekend and me and my brothers we were you know head to the rodeos so um yeah i just kind of grew up in it uh there wasn't nothing as long as i can remember it's what i've wanted to do and it's you know something that i've chased since i was able to walk and so um yeah but growing up there it wasn't that easy you know it's kind of an area where it's it's not just this huge you know a popular thing so um you know, I, I kind of moved to North Carolina after turning 18. I moved to Texas and North Carolina and moved around and, and kind of got in where I fit in and, and um, met some, you know, I just kind of kept finding guys that were better than me, whether that was the weather they were living in Texas or Tennessee, wherever I could kind of find the best group of guys to be around and, and to, you know, get to where i was wanting to go um that's where i kind of moved i moved to texas tennessee north carolina back to texas oklahoma <laughs> and just kind of kept jumping around to finding you know the next best guy to be around and and uh yeah and then i ended up meeting my wife in north carolina and it's where i've been ever since awesome awesome so it sounds like you you obviously jumped around a lot but um walk me through how you do livestock handling and, 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 you know, how you actually got into the livestock business itself. Um, you know, do you, do you have horses at home? Did you grow up in that? Like, let's go. Uh, I did. I I grew up in that. My mom, she was, you know, kind of a barrel racer and, and, you know, kind of in with the horses and, and, so I grew up riding horses, you know, and, and I team roped and, and calf roped and steer wrestled, you know, and, and did other events other than just riding bulls, uh, you know, until I grew up horseback and, and, um, but like my uncles and my cousins, they all rode bulls. And, and then after they were done riding bulls, they started them a rodeo company. And by the time it kind of took off, I was, you know, um, you know, probably 11 or 12 
and you know we owned bulls we owned all the stock for the rodeos and so i was always you know feeding you know bulls and cattle and horses and and you know going and setting up at the rodeos and i kind of was the behind the scenes the kid that was running around that was just kind of probably getting in everybody's way you know at the rodeo uh, that was me you know i i I looked up to all them guys and that's this is i'm I'm literally living a dream you know everything that even my problems today you know you know even the things i complain about you know at that point in time back then i was dreaming of having these problems so you know i'm literally living a dream yeah it's funny i got a six-year-old and uh you know obviously he's up here on the horse farm and you know people will be tacking up or, or going for a ride and he's jumping out of haylofts and spooking horses and he's always getting yelled at and and I, I i always wonder you know like do i need that that straight laced kid that wants to muck stalls or do whatever or or is this kid gonna make it in in the horse world yeah you know it's a good way to grow up you know the western lifestyle horses cattle it doesn't matter you know you just get them out of the video games and and, and you know get them outside and they'll be just fine yeah it's it's hysterical. He's he, we we got him a little pony, and uh, his sister decides to lead rope him around. But he'll he doesn't want to tack up. He'll just ride. He'll just ride bareback, and and uh, there's no posting. There's no nothing. He's just getting just smacked along the whole way around, and he he loves every minute of it. Yeah, shoot. Maybe I try uh, putting him on a bull. You know, that's <laughs> my my everyday routine of you know trying to stay in shape to ride bulls is riding my horses bareback you know every day in the evenings i you know before before i feed i i just pull one out and jump on lope some circles and trot around a little bit and it kind of just you know it's it's the closest thing you're going to get to you know bull riding is you know getting on a live animal is you know getting on a horse like that yeah yeah so um I, i mean you know i'm new to the i'm new to this this livestock agriculture space and and I, I always love to pick people's brains but like what was one of the most challenging things for you uh growing up and learning about bulls was it was it was it anatomy was it uh veterinary care like what what was what was a big challenge for you oh shoot you know for me you know like um I would say, you know, as in veterinarian, there's just so much, you know, I mean, right, right. anybody, if you own an animal, you know, nobody really understands if it's sick, what exactly to give it, whether it's a cat or dog, you know, cow, horse, you know, um, it's just so much could be wrong with it anymore. But, um, yeah, you know, that's something I struggle with. Uh, but, you know, it's just, uh, you know, my biggest struggle for me would probably say be living that lifestyle of being a farmer or rancher and then also being a dad and then also being a professional bull rider you a know that, it's, that's it's just a lot you know i you know i'm trying to start me my own you know place and we just built a house and we've got some land and we're running you know a handful of cows that have calves and and you know we have a couple other properties that are spread out around my house you know so and then by the time i take care of all the animals and then be a dad and then you know put them to bed and then go back out to the barn for you know another two or three hours get my training in you know that's that's the toughest part for me you know um with all of it yeah i mean i couldn't imagine i mean i travel probably once a month um with brunt and and you know just being away for a week or a weekend or whatever 
it's it's a lot. I couldn't imagine being away for every weekend. Yeah, I, I usually get home Mondays afternoons, and uh, I'm home Tuesday, Wednesday. The majority of the time, I fly back out Thursday, and you know I'm gone all week. And this is every week, you know. So every week. Yeah. So it's 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 tough to you know uh, make sure everything's took care of in those just two or three days. So how long have you been a professional bull rider, at least on the PBR circuit? Oh, uh, just uh, on the PBR, I've been uh, I've been with them since 2017 or 18. Um, I, I take that back. I, I take that back. Since 2020, I've okay. been with them since okay. 2020. 2000 from about 2011 till 2019 or 2020. Uh, I was with the PRCA, the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association, which is, um, it is the barrel racing, the bronc riding, the uh, roping, the bull riding. It's it's the professionals of the whole entire rodeo, rather now, than PBR is just the bull riding. Now, would you consider, and, and and you don't have to answer this question, but it's just curiosity's sake, um, would would PBR be more than the PRCA, or is it completely different? Uh, it's completely different, but I mean, if you if you want to look at it as then uh, money wise, or the 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 possibilities of you know money and and um, earnings, yeah, the PBR is uh, gonna pay you a lot more to be number one in the world than it is the PRCA, mostly just because the PBR is. All their money is put into just bull riding, where the PRCA, their money is dispersed throughout, you know, seven other events. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you know, you're going to set yourself up a little bit better probably in the PBR and put more of a name out there for you. Um, but it's completely different, really, you know, to, you know, there's guys that are in the PRCA that ride better than, you know, majority of the guys that's at the PBR but it's just kind of what they either grew up in or it's just what they like. You know, they, yeah. it's, it's a totally different lifestyle. And those guys, um, those guys are true warriors. I mean, they get on bulls, you know, every other day, you know, where we go home Monday through, uh, Thursday, get on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Them guys get on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, five, six, seven days a week. And so, um, with getting as getting older you know it was a little bit more easier on my body to come back over here to the pbr that's awesome that's awesome actually i was uh i when i when i came down to my first pbr event with with you guys i was uh i was in awe i mean every i was in awe of everything but one of the things that caught me is the the bull ropers that just sit there with the with the border patrol um chaps and and, and everything on and just watching their horse control and their roping abilities, and it, it was unbelievable. For sure, for sure. Yeah, the yeah, you know, if them guys are out there, they're really handy at what they do. That they, you know, what they do. You know, they're they're out there to get the bull out of the arena, but they're also out there for our safety. So, um, yeah, them guys are amazing cowboys. That's crazy, and um, and they travel with the circuit the entire time, correct? <laughs> they do. They. You know, you, there's a, there's three or four of them throughout, you know, the 50 states that they'll, you know, whatever events are closest to that guy, um, that's, you know, that's who they'll get. But, yeah. So, 
Um, obviously, let's talk about the negativity of the sport, and that is getting hurt. Um, and it's, you know, as we've dealt with with Brunt, we've we've dealt with snowcross, we've dealt with uh, professional bull riding, NASCAR, and a few others. Um, and what we realize is as the season progresses, you start to lose people due to injuries. And uh, snowcross, for example, um, a few of our a few of our riders are are pretty banged up by, by season end. So how do you stay healthy? Um, what, what do you try to avoid? And, um, you know, how, how do you make it all the way to the end? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, unless, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, I've been super blessed, uh, fortunate, you know, uh, to not have the injuries. A lot of the other guys have, um, had, you know, for the most part, I, I, I'm pretty healthy. You know, there's a couple of things that, you know, give me problems, you know, from day to day, but nothing like a broke leg that I have to sit out or, you yeah. know, you know, whatever the case is, uh, you know, our other bron- rider, Casey Roberts, uh, not only does he break his leg, he breaks both legs a couple weeks ago in Dallas. And, you know, now he's out for a year or more. So, um, it definitely happens and, and it's, uh, we've all been there. I've been there, but you know, it's just, it's, you know, um, the things I don't like about bull riding are the things that I can't control. And yeah. that, you know, the bull stumbling or when I nod for the gate, that guy messing up and it causes me and the bull to get in a bind, you know, and next yeah. thing you know, he runs down the side of the bucket, shoots, clips my leg you know, and rips it backwards, you know, those are the things that I, I don't, those are the things that scare me and bore I, you know, I trust my ability to know that, you know, what, for the most part, whatever circumstance I'm in, I, I have, I, I'm in enough control that I can get myself out of it, whether or not I make the eight seconds or not, but I can get myself out of it and get to a safe position. Now, one of the, one of one of the things I learned with horse handling is is you can't show fear because a horse can sense fear. Uh, bulls the same way. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, um, you know, and yeah, they are. They are that way. Uh, you know, you can probably tell a little bit more in a, in a horse um, than a bull. But you know, if 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 you put an amateur kid on a bull, that's and put him in the buck and shoes, that bull act different than if you put a professional guy on him, you know, a guy yeah. that knows what he's doing, you, you can watch the bull, put him in the buck and shoot. The guy that knows what he's doing will get in there. The bull will stand probably more than likely really well and, and just stand there ready to go rather than a gay kid that has no idea. His heart's beating. The nerves are there. He's stressed out. Now he's, you know, making the bull agitated. Now he's, you know, you know, so yeah, yeah, you are right. So now, how does a guy like Chase Outlaw come back from an injury like that? I mean, it, it's it's I, I watch him. He he's in my mind insane, right? Um, but like, how is it really for the love of the sport? Is it money? Is it just is it just that's what you love to? I think he's just insane. No, <laughs> no if you knew Chase, you would probably say that. No. Uh... <laughs> Uh, you know, it is for the love of it, you know, but yeah, I say it's for the love of it, but it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard to put in words, you know, 
we love this. We love riding bulls for the thrill of it, for uh, the adrenaline, for whatever, the conquer and the beast. But yeah. this is the way we supply for our family. You know what I mean? And me and Chase both, we're both 30 years old, 30 plus. We've done, put in 10, 12, you know, our whole entire life, we've done put it in to just bull ride. We have yeah. nothing planned. We have, if if bull riding ends now, me and Chase would be the first ones to go. I mean, you know, like we, we have, we're in it so deep that, you know, we have no way of backing out. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all or nothing. Whether you, you're hurt, whether you chasing an injury whether he breaks his face has all these plates and rods and screws and all this done you know the first thing that he's thinking of when he gets out of the hospital is how long do i have until i can get back on but one my babies are still eating the bills still need paid yep i have shit to prove you know what i mean one of the things that i i from pbr when i was growing up to pbr now um we've now incorporated brazil mexico we are now pretty much from north america to south america do you see this sport being any bigger like are there followings in europe spain um do you think, uh, it, it, think this morning that um the last four weeks of the pbr getting air on cbs is the biggest four weeks that we've had ever or of all times it's over several uh, million or several million views every sunday so yep. yeah it's definitely growing and then now they've brought in this whole teams concept and you know and everybody uh, even myself we, we weren't sure how it was going to go but shoot people can pick a city that they live nearby you know support it rock it get to know the guys you know and it, it's brought a whole new team concept and it brought a whole new era of people in. you know it brought a whole new um group of of individuals that just like teams and, and support their locals you know support their local team so yeah i think it is growing yeah and, and actually you bring up a good point because i know really nothing about teams other than the stuff we've talked about and what's interesting is is like it was a level of dis discomfort like it, it broke the cycle this is the way pbr has always been and and some guys liked it, some guys didn't like it, and now we're we're in our second season, I believe, of teams. Um, and and are are you starting to see momentum? Are you starting to see people embrace it a little bit more? Yeah, for sure we are. You know, uh, yeah. fans and bull riders. You know, I, I'm I was one of them. You know, like uh, you know, and, and 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 there's pros and cons to both of them. And you know, for me, uh, but I like the camaraderie that comes with having that team you know what i mean it you know i i like building that bond and i like being able to for that guy to look me in the eyes next to me and you know and and know that i'm about to give my 100 percent for my me him my family his family you know it, it just it, it, it's a totally different feeling that you ever had you know and you'll try you know way harder knowing that you're riding not only for me and my girls but him and his girls, you know what yeah. I mean? And you, you know, you'll see guys try and you, you'll see bull rides that you won't ever see in the regular season. Just people just not willing to give up.
Well, one of the cool things that I, I saw about the sport that I never knew about, and I'll pass it along to our listeners, is until you slap a logo on a bull rider's back, you don't realize how much they do throughout that uh, event, right? So you figure, you f- as we've watched, our Brunt logo, our Brunt logo is helping other people get ready, um, you know, assisting in all sorts of stuff, and we're following it around. We're like, holy cow, I didn't realize how much Eli, how much Casey – um, how much junior does, does throughout the, uh, the events for other riders and supporting other riders. And, um, it was until we put that, that logo on the back that we, we got a sense for what an event looks like in, in your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's like no other event. I mean, there's, there's no other sport like this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. We are against each other in a way. We are competing against each other, but in all reality, we're just competing against the bulls. You know, his bull isn't going to do the same thing my bull is going to do. So, you know, what it is is what it is. What he draws, what he draws, what I draw is what I draw. Let's just do the best on what we have. And let's, you know, let let the best man win in the end. You know, because today I'll win, tomorrow he'll have a better bull and he'll win. And, you know, and, you know, we this is a sport where you know look at any other sport the number one guy in the world is doing his job correctly less than 50 percent of the time so this shit's fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, best guy in the world the best football players only you know just fucking doing making good plays 50 percent of the time you know what i mean like so this shit's tough and, and, you know, and we all understand how tough it really is. And so, you know, you're there to help and, and push, you know, each person and, and every guy because, you know, you just know how hard it really is. Well, I was looking at the standings for last last weekend and there were 15 riders and there were only two qualifying rides. So that tells you how hard the sport is. And, um, you know, anybody could be on top one day and it's all it's always a pairing of of ability uh healthiness and then the bull itself do you do you go out there and try to choose the nastiest bull or is it yeah it just kind of depends on the situation you know um you know there's days where you know you come back and and your very first pick number one pick and you have 15 bulls to choose from and and you know you guys just slide in there and just pick the one that uh, is the guaranteed stay on or you come back, you know, eighth or ninth, and the good ones are really picked, and there's a couple just okay, and you just say wing it and pick the toughest one. Or you come back 15th or 12th or whatever, they, you know, the, that final, the last guy in the round, you know, and you have no option. You know, <laughs> what everybody else did want. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's just different each event. Every time you walk up on that stage, you don't really know what you're going to pick until, you know, it just kind of comes to you. All right, last last bull question. And uh, is there is there a, a farm or a region or whatever that produces the the most uh, PBR bulls? Or is it is it really just they pull from everywhere? Yeah, <clears throat> you know, there's bulls and bull owners and, and ranches and, uh, stock contractors from everywhere and, and come from all over uh you know from new york to california you know there's there's people you know raising bucking bulls and and 
you know, and, and anymore it's, it's grown to where it's surpassed the racehorses. You know, there's people that are breeding these things to where nobody will ever ride them. You know, they're cloning them and they're, you know, the genetics is just unreal, you know, how, and how far they're taking it. And so, um, but I will say that, um, it seems like the, the Midwest there, the South, you know, like Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas, Texas, you know, like that, just that area, you know, there's just, there's a lot of really, really good bulls that come out of there and bull riders, but yeah, there's just seems to be a lot of bulls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was funny cause, uh, what is it? Dalen Swearingen, he comes out in New York. So that's kind of different for a lot of, a lot of people. Cause you're thinking Midwest, you think it's the South. Um, yeah. Cowboys are everywhere. Yeah. Dan- cowboys are everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, Dalen and his family up there, they've raised bucking bulls and put on rodeos and, you know, New Jersey. I've been to rodeos in New Jersey, Maine, Quebec. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't matter, you know, Southern California, Seattle. I mean, they're yep. everywhere. Awesome, awesome. So outside of everything, um, you know, it sounds like you have a very busy schedule. Um but what do you like to do to unwind? How do you unpack from all this? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, it's been it's been a little while, I guess. I don't I don't know really. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I I'm a dad, and I've really I've really started to really enjoy that. You know, my kids are you know uh, seventeen months, and they're they're on the move, and and every day I just I, it just blows me away, you know, that they're mine and that I created them. You know, it's just, you know, I have twin daughters, so I have two of them. So every day yep. I'm like, holy shit, I have you're fucked. Yeah, like holy shit, like, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no. So I I I enjoy going home and just whether it's just sitting on the couch watching them play with each other, rolling around on the floor or whatever. Um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it and, but I, I like roping. I, I like being horseback. I enjoy working, you know, we just built a house and we built a little ranch and, uh, you know, and so I, I enjoy being out there working every day and, and, um, yeah, you know, I, it, I just like being home anymore growing up. I, I never wanted to go home. I just wanted to stay gone, sleep on whoever's couch. I didn't care. <laughs> nowadays that i'm on the first flight home hell yeah all right so we're at the we're at the end of the show i thank you for being on this has been this has been awesome uh, you know i've got to know a little bit about your story over um over our meetings but you know this was this was great for our our podcast listeners to learn but if there's anything any questions um anything you want to throw out there now's your time to do so yeah i i need, I, I mean i don't really have any questions I, I got i got a statement for eric with brian i i got these t-shirts and i love them I, i'm i'm needing some more all right well, them and I, I just i i gotta have them <laughs> well i'll forward that on to the boss you'll get some more t-shirts but hell yeah um thank you for being on eli this is great and uh good luck this weekend i appreciate it man thanks for having me oh yeah And as a special thanks to our loyal listeners, we're giving $10 off your next purchase of $60 or more at bruntworkwear.com. Use discount code BUCKETTALK10 
That's Bucket Talk 10.